0: There in podcast land, this is your personal and mental guide, Dima. off you another trip into the small, wondrous, and completely ironic disaster which is my life. So sit back, relax, and listen to the horrific things that happen to me on a daily basis. Let's start telling you that this story that I'm about to tell you is about the first time and only time I got high. But not just a normal kind of high. The kind of high that stays with you. And to make things worse, there was tremendous amounts of witnesses about how high I was and the damage I caused when I was high. So let's get started. A few decades ago, I went to spring break with some friends. It was my final year of college. I thought, what the heck, I'll go and try it out. So we took the six-hour drive, drove all the way to... Rosarito, Mexico, which if you have a chance, never go there at all. It resembles a swap meet, not as organized as the American swap meets, but I'll leave that to your attention and your own gratification. Well, we found a hotel and we waited a little while and went to a club. We ended up going to a club that was called the Rock and Roll Taco. Once you went inside, you realized the dance floor was packed to the capacity. It cost us $20 just to get inside. And then each But the place was so smoky, but not a normal smoke. It was the entire building was so thick with smoke, you could barely see anybody else. Any normal person would have thought there was a fire going on. But I didn't want to be a drag, and I just wanted to be there with my friends and have a little fun. So I just continued to sit there and I drank. My friends immediately hooked up with girls while Loser moi ended up staying at the bar drinking beers and eating tacos. What I didn't realize at the time is that I started to get hungry, but not a normal kind of thing. A level of starvation came upon me that I, to this day, have never been able to recreate. Before I realized, I had spent almost $100 on tacos, never asking the taco vendor what kind of meat he was selling, or the fact that he made the entire tacos by hand without wearing gloves and a hairnet. Anyways, before I realized it, it was three o'clock in the morning. And I'd eaten so much, and I was still hungry and thirsty. So the bartender was able to sell me at least three beers. And I thought maybe I should just go back to the hotel. My friends had obviously gone, and hooked up with whatever girls they had found. I thought maybe I should just go and rest a little bit. As I was making my way to the hotel, uh, I thought I would walk. No problem with that, it was probably a good, maybe, Two, 300 yards away. While I was walking, the, the one thing you'll notice when you're in Mexico, whether you're in the rural parts of Mexico or in the heavy industrial sides of Mexico, they don't have street lights. The, most of the roads are pitch black dark. And the only light you'll see is from the neon signs from the numerous buildings that line the sides of the roads. So I was making my way, making sure to stay pretty close to the road and make sure that I wasn't too far off the road so I wouldn't be hit by the passing cars. When all of a sudden, behind me, I could hear footsteps. And every time I stopped to look around, I didn't see anybody, but I decided maybe it's just my imagination. And then I realized that the, step, the footsteps were getting louder. So I started walking a little bit faster. And then the footsteps were keeping up the same pace. And before I knew it, it sounded like more footsteps. It wasn't just one person, it was several footsteps. And I kept looking behind me asking, who's there, what do you want? Both in English and Spanish, but nobody answered. So I decided, you know what? Maybe I should just walk a little further and make sure everything is close by just in case i have to defend myself or beg for my own life well as i kept walking the footsteps getting louder and louder seemed to be getting closer so pretty close to the hotel which i thought i look behind me and i see between five and six figures behind me. I couldn't tell if they were women or men, children, adults, or what. They were just shadows with giant red eyes, something we would probably see in a science fiction horror movie, just standing there staring at me. So I slowly started to back away, and they started to move forward towards me. So naturally, I panicked broke out into a run. Now, just to give you a small idea, I'm way over 300 pounds, way before even college. If you were to see me jogging, something is seriously wrong with me. Someone should stop, call the authorities because apparently there's something wrong to see me running. Well, what I didn't realize is that I had run the wrong direction. I was running towards in the direction of Tijuana. And it was, I didn't know what to do. The figures behind me were getting closer and closer. And I could hear them f- footsteps just coming right behind me. So I just kept running and running. And before I knew it, I could see the lights of Tijuana in the in the background. And I kept running and before I knew it, the figures seemed to be out there behind me, stretching out their hands, trying to grab me. And up ahead I saw a turn where there was a steep embankment. There must have been at least twenty or thirty feet down that was had the ocean leaning against it. So naturally I assumed I'll try to make it into the water. They can't all just jump in after the water with me. It's my best chance of surviving. So I ran as much as I could. My lungs were burning, my legs were aching, and my sides felt like the cramping would never end. So when I got to the edge, I dove, head first, arms stretched out, waiting to hit the water. Well, I hit something, all right, but it wasn't water. When I woke up the next morning with uh, the polluted water of Tijuana splashing against my face, I realized that I had jumped off a 30-foot side embankment along the side of the road and landed on a sandbar that was a good 20 feet before I even touched the water. And to make things worse, my shoes were missing. I still had my wallet, but someone had taken my shirt and my shoes. But they were nice enough to leave one sock. When I got up, um, I started making my way. I realized how far I had run. I had run from Rosarito to the outskirts of Tijuana. My head was pounding. My sides were killing me. My right leg was on the verge of collapse. I didn't seem to be injured besides having a massive headache. So by the time I managed to walk back to Rosarito, my friends were in a fury. They couldn't figure out what had happened to me. They were worried that I'd gotten hurt or hooked up with someone, but I didn't notify them of where I was. And then I told them what had happened. And then they told me That what what happened was that the entire club had, as a tradition, would burn marijuana in the facility. Not only just burn marijuana, but sell marijuana. I don't know what kind of marijuana. I've never used marijuana except that one time. But I told them the whole story about what had happened. They had forgotten about me because they had met other women, and gone hooked up with them. But they had totally—they apologized. I forgave them. It happens, you know, when men have that horny hormone kick into effect. All bets are off. I've done it. Other people have done it, and I hope that God never do it again. Well, they explained to me that periodically people will go in get high off the thing drink as much as they want eat as much as they want and then they step out to a back area you know to maintain the slow level of high I didn't realize it what I realized is I was sitting in a club filled with marijuana smoke for at least eight hours they have never heard of anybody sitting at a bar filled with marijuana smoke for eight hours, they couldn't even fathom the level of highness I was in. I tried to explain to them the level of highness I was at, but to be honest with you, they couldn't believe me. And quite frankly, there's times I don't even believe myself. So by the next day, I told them that I had had my fill of Tijuana, I was going to be taking the bus home. I grabbed a sarape to cover myself, bought a pair of flip flops, and took a bus back to my home. You might think it's a terrible story, bad experience, but every time I tell people this story about what happened and the things that happened to me, when it happened to me, they often just find themselves smiling. So I tell them the story. I tell them the truth. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed telling you. You have a great day. Bye.